Well, you may remember last week we had a discussion about gambling companies and sport. It sparked a lot of reaction from you, from all the listeners. Many of you agreed with Melbourne player Ben Brown's stance on refusing to have his image used in ads for the AFL's wagering partner, which is Sportsbet. And many also wanted to see gambling advertising removed from sport altogether. Well, Cancer Council historian Tom Kehoe has co-authored a piece in today's The Conversation about the parallels with gambling advertising today and tobacco advertising back in the early 70s. So just how did we stop tobacco advertising and is it possible or even correct to do it with sports betting? Uh, Dr Tom Keogh joins me now. Good afternoon, Tom. Good afternoon. How are you doing? I'm doing really very well, thank you very much. I hope you are too. Now, first of all, can you take us back uh, to how we actually stopped tobacco advertising because it was rife, wasn't it? It was everywhere. It was rife. Um, if you were watching TV in 1969, 70, a tobacco ad ran on television uh, somewhere between every 8 to 14 minutes. So that's basically wow. every ad break. Um, and in order to kind of curtail that, the Cancer Council uh, launched a uh, suite of measures, but they were built around an anti-tobacco uh, advertising campaign that kind of highlighted to the government how problematic this advertising on television was, this tobacco advertising was. Yep. So we used celebrity endorsement um, and created a media stir by uh, presenting ads that television channels wouldn't initially air, and then also using um, then the first Australian of the year, Frank Burnett, who is also a Nobel Prize winner, to explain the dangers of tobacco to the Australian public. And so when the TV channels refused to air that ad, uh, our director at the time, Nigel Gray, went to the press and said, TV is preventing the Australian, the first Australian of the year, telling people an important public health message. So that really created the stir that got the issue going, and then um, pushed the government to start taking action. And then they did eventually phase out tobacco advertising. I think by sort of in the early mid seventies, wasn't it? That's right. So initially, kind of the McMahon government took some small steps. And then Gough Whitlam uh, legislated a ban that was, that was phased and it was all wrapped up under Fraser by 1977. And so now we've got this same argument around gambling advertising. Now, gambling isn't bad for your health unless you're a gambling addict. So can we put it in the same category? Well, that's a difficult question and probably one not necessarily for a historian. I, I would say this. Um, there are negative consequences to gambling. So if, so if I think a lot of people don't realize how problematic their gambling is for them. So even if you're a problematic gambler, you tend to think that you're not. So you, people are discounting the, da the damage it might be doing in their lives. Um, more importantly, probably, is the amount of public opposition to gambling advertising. So we see this normalization of um, gambling in sport so that young people start thinking that gambling and sport are synonymous. And 
most of the population recognised as problematic. So about the same number of people in the Australian public dislike gambling advertising as disliked tobacco advertising historically. It's about 75%. Yeah. It's the same problem because it's youth-affected and youth-targeted, and the rest of us don't like that. So I think there's an opportunity there for the government to regulate around this problem and capitalise on public sentiment. So they've already done some of that by not allowing gambling ads to run during, certainly with AFL, during quarters of the game. So they can run in the quarter time break and the half time break and before and after, but they can't run Mm -hmm. during the game. Yep. Is that enough? If you want my opinion, I don't think so. (laughs) And that's just me me just speaking as a a regular citizen. So um, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think that there's a reason to, you know, to tie gambling to to sport. It doesn't need to be linked together. But that's just me speaking as a as a private citizen. Yeah, no, I understand. One of the things that yeah. I one of the things that I've noticed over probably the last ten years or so, I don't think so much before that, is that young kids. I'm talking primary school age kids now talk about sport in terms of odds as if it's just totally normal. Yeah, that's right. And I think that's a product of the of advertising. I mean, much like tobacco historically, um, even if a even if the advertising doesn't kind of directly seem to target young people, it does in it does necessarily. So with tobacco advertising we knew back in the early seventies that the ads portrayed smoking as something adult cool as a graduating and sophisticated. <laughs> yeah cool and sophisticated exactly that's what I wrote thank you um as something that you know marks you as an adult and so it's always appealing to kids and appealing to adolescents and um and it, it, very much the same kind of logic happening with with uh gambling today yeah so do you think that it should be stopped I, mean, I know this is not this would be you as a private citizen but I'm interested in your opinion Tom uh, do you do you think that um, ad, gambling advertising should be banned altogether, or should it just be moved away from sport? Oh, that's a hard, that's a uh, difficult question. It is uh, <laughs> <laughs> very difficult question. Um, I, I personally, I find it. I don't. I, I'm in the seventy-five or seventy-four percent of Australians who don't like it. Um, so I'm definitely with the majority of people who think that it's its frequency is problematic and annoying um so just if you try to watch youtube it's annoying um (laughs) and so but in terms of what the what the regulatory response should be overall um i I can't really say yeah i mean with tobacco we knew by 1970 absolutely that it was deeply harmful and killed at least at that point, we thought about 50% of people who smoke now know it's about three, um, two thirds. Uh, the effects of gambling are not so dramatic, uh, kind of probably, and also not, I'm not so conscious of. But, but I certainly am in the in the in the majority of people who don't like it. Yeah. Um, Tom, it's a great piece in the conversation um, uh, that you wrote with Carolyn Holbrook. So thanks very much for joining us on the afternoon program. 
Absolutely. Thanks for having me. That's Dr Tom Keogh, a historian with the Cancer Council of Victoria. I think it's interesting that at the time, um, tobacco advertising, it was going to be the end of sport. You know, sport would never survive without it. Well, that did not happen. Love to know your views on it. Do you want us to end it? Do you want us? To, do you think it's possible to stop it? One double three, eight eighty two. Good afternoon, John. Hello, hey, gang. Yeah, um, my, my, I get annoyed. Doesn't matter what I do, whether I listen to your radio station, I listen to tunes on 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 the internet. I, I look up a recipe and I get gambling ads. Yeah. I'm just over it. It it just never stops to be bombarded, and I think somebody needs to stand up and do something. Either ban it, or you, you can put a block on your phone or whatever, just to get rid of the bloody things. Yeah, they <laughs> they irritate you, do they? Oh, they do. It does my head. I'm not a gambler. I might have five dollars in the footy once every ten years or something like that. But you know, it's. It depresses me sometimes. That's how bad it's getting. Yeah, and I mean, if somebody's a gambling addict, and I acknowledge that there are plenty of people who have a flusher and it's a totally reasonable thing for them to do, but gambling addicts are like, it's a really, it's a real problem. Right. Um, John, thanks so much for your call. I really appreciate it. Love to hear from you. A one double three eight eighty two.